Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Here we go. Let's light it up. Welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa, and we are approaching Thanksgiving. Can't wait. I am going to answer the two biggest objections that we hear constantly to the Trump election bid for 2024, two of the most common objections. I'm going to give you the rebuttals to those. But before that, a quick review from yesterday, my propositions on why we run Trump again, three new propositions on why the only sensible choice is for Trump to run and for all of us to support him in 2024. Review those and then get to the objections. Number one, I said, nothing has changed since 2020. Trump is still right now the most popular incumbent president by staggering numbers when you look by millions upon millions of votes. Nothing has changed. He hasn't been in office since 2020 except what? One thing, a fabricated news story about a so-called January 6th insurrection that never happened. And they've been running that news cycle for two years. And then beyond that, more and more fake investigations and political attacks, Mar-a-Lago, tax evasion, Etc. All this, all fake. So if you want to wrap it all up in this, the only thing that's changed, which really is nothing that's changed for seven years, but the media narrative for two years has been political attacks, political attacks against Trump, and, and even more serious than that, weaponizing the feds to target the current administration's political enemy. But other than that, nothing's changed since 2020. Nothing has changed, that is, except maybe you, the listener, are believing the hype and allowing the left's narrative to stand uncontested, and then by consequence, you are allowing them to pick our candidate. Nothing's changed from 2020. Trump's as popular as ever. He's the same track record. The only thing we've seen is a weaponized federal government and more political attacks centered around January 6th, all of which is fake. Number two, I said, and I'm saying again, Trump has the proven track record as, listen, the most popular, successful Republican in history. The most popular, successful Republican in history. And so no wonder they're telling us to dump Trump. No wonder they're telling us he's damaged goods and all this nonsense. He is the, and I know this isn't a word, I made it up, but the most winningest Republican in history. Translated, he is their greatest electoral threat ever. I repeat, Whoever heard of a major political party arbitrarily dumping literally their best candidate ever because the opposition recommended it, it's laughable and it's ludicrous. They're telling us, dump Trump, he's damaged goods. He ran his course. I even hear Republicans say that. He, he did his four years, his time's up. We got to move on. Move on. Move on. Why? This is what makes me want to like peel my scalp off slowly in frustration. Makes me want to pull my hair out. Why move on? Because they made things up about him for two years like they were doing for six years. And now finally we just say, okay, mercy, we surrender. You made up enough garbage, trash that we give in. We'll move on. No, I'm not moving on because you keep making up trash about our candidate, about conservatives, about our guys. Not moving on. You know, it's the same argument in the church, the same argument for uh, allowing for evolution or theistic evolution or old 
old earth theology in the church. Oh, creation doctrine, literal 24-hour, six-day creation that God then made the world in six literal days. It's so passe. No one takes it seriously anymore. It's old-fashioned. People won't come to church. The science has disproved it. No, not true, but that's what they tell us. Or don't upset middle-aged women. You can't preach against feminism. It damages your look and your reputation. It's a bunch of rope-a-dope. Preach and stand up regardless of what they tell you old-fashioned or uh, damaged ideas or passe. And they tell you Trump's no good for the party and for our movement. Whatever, forget that. Stand up for what's right. Because all you're doing is letting them determine how you are going to wage the fight for truth and for what's right. Here, listen to this. The biggest media lie that I'd say was perpetrated in the last two years, and, and even prior to that, run up to the 2020 election. One of the biggest media lies, if not the biggest. I mean, January 6th is a pretty big media lie. So I'll say one of, if not the biggest lie perpetrated by the media is the simplest one. Ready? Ready? Here it is. Biggest media lie. Get ready. Lean into the mic. Lean into the, into the speakers. Here we go. Trump is unpopular. Total lie. It's fake. The numbers don't even prove that. Everyone, here's the media lie. Everybody hates Trump. He's unpopular. Totally wrong. The stats prove the opposite. He is extremely popular. He was in 2020 with the highest electoral votes of a sitting incumbent president president ever by staggering numbers. I keep saying it. He was extremely popular. He still is extremely popular. My buddy, my buddy Chuck. I just talked to Chuck last night, all right? Everybody loves Chuck. I love Chuck. I talked to Chuck last night. He does a lot of work up in North Jersey. Stinking North Jersey, Democrat Central. North Jersey, one of the bluest spots on the map. And he says, every third house, there's Trump flags. Still, in 2022. And he laughed. He said, Trump's not even in office. He's not, well, up till now, up till now, he wasn't running for anything. And this is, he didn't just see this since last Tuesday when Trump announced. He says, all this time, last two years, working up there, constantly sees this. Trump hasn't been in office, hasn't been running for anything. He's out of office. And he said, it's not like these old faded flags and lawn signs. These things are crisp and new. Every third house, North Jersey, Democrat Central, Trump flags everywhere. Still, forget the narrative that he's not popular. He's extremely popular. I've said it so many times. There's still Trump boat parades, MAGA parades everywhere. And the guy's been out of office for two years and allegedly, quote unquote, disgraced by the media and by politics and by the left. And like Chuck said, I agree. I am watching politics for over 30 years. I have never seen popularity of a candidate like this ever for either party, but especially the Republican Party. Never seen it. Chuck's never seen it. I mean, this is what's going on on the ground. And they want to tell you what you see, you don't see. What you hear, you don't hear. Close your eyes, cover your ears. He's unpopular. Biggest media lie. And the third thing I said I'm like repeating yesterday's episode, but that's okay because repetition is reinforcement. Listen, the third thing I said is if it came down to a straight vote, one-to-one, Ron versus Trump, I'm convinced Trump would trounce and we would win. What would you do? What would people do? What would you do? If you wouldn't vote for Trump, why? What's new? Are you letting the media determine the narrative? We can't let these fake narratives stand. If you voted for Trump in 2020, why wouldn't you now over Ron as as the best candidate? And not just Ron, over and above anybody. 
We can't let the fake narrative stand. Acquiescing and giving up on Trump means, listen, it means legitimizing all of the garbage trash lies that they've been peddling for two years about January 6th and 2020. Oh, it was a fair and legal election, the best election we've ever had. We're letting that garbage stand. And all the other slanderous political assaults on Trump and on us as conservatives, do not legitimize it. No way. Run Trump. We cannot abide these lies and these foregone conclusions that these lies stuck, that it worked. I can't abide that as a foregone conclusion that all the media hype and lies stuck and it worked and they ruined Trump. Don't let it stick. Fight it. If you don't, you're surrendering, surrendering to their tactics. All right. And, and let me make the point even more that this is the same political hits we've been seeing since 12 years ago and we can't, we can't abide it. We can't surrender to it. We can't roll over and take it. Daily Caller, special counsel investigating Trump. You know, the one that Merrick Gardland Political hack Merrick Gardland, attorney general, appointed last week. Special counsel investigating Trump, Jack Smith, was a key figure in the IRS targeting scandal. You're like, what's that? Do you remember? Let me read. From Daily Caller, Jack Smith, the special counsel appointed by attorney general Merrick Garland, to investigate former President Donald Trump's possession of classified information, that's the Mar-a-Lago thing, was a key figure in the IRS, Internal Revenue Services, infamous targeting of conservative nonprofits, according to a 2014 report by Republicans on the House Oversight Committee. Remember this name? Does it ring a bell? Lois Lerner. Do you remember that? Obama's little protege at the IRS in the feds, one of those bureaucrats that he commissioned, and she went out targeting with the IRS conservative nonprofits to shut them down. And you know what things they used to signal which nonprofits they should go after and shut down over tax code, uh, uh, you know, trumped up alleged tax code violations, which wasn't true, campaign violations, which wasn't true. How did they find the people to target? They used keywords like Tea Party and Patriot in the names of these organizations for tax audits. I'm telling you, I'm going to rip my hair out, like I said. It's the same thing. We couldn't let them do it then to Tea Party and back off Tea Party. We can't let them do it now to Trump and back off Trump. We're letting them do it. All right, the biggest two objections to Trump running, and I will give you the rebuttals. Number one, everyone says, but Surge, the independence, the independence. You can't win the independence. Man, bump that. It's ridiculous. Stupid. I can't stand that. The independence. It's another hyped up mainstream media rhino narrative. The great transcendent, independently minded, unbiased, free thinking purists. I'm so sick of hearing about the sanctimonious independence. They're above the vulgar per- political fray. They're seated in our lofty erudite thrones above the rest of us plebes. Minds unstained by preconceived opinions. They are so patient. They wait. They are so moderate. Independent voters, unswayed by us bottom feeders, by the bottom level biased partisanship of filthy, vulgar party politics. Give me a break. You know what about the independents? Here's your answer when everybody brings up the independents. You ready? You listening? They're closet Democrats. So they vote Democrat. Don't count on them. That's what an independent is. It's a Democrat who doesn't have the guts to say it. Wants to fake being some sort of semi-Republican like Lisa Murkowski. And to be honest, number two, there aren't that many. It's a paper tiger. 
It's always used to convince us to not be so extreme right. Do you realize that? Every time we get a conservative revolution, Reagan, Tea Party, Trump, every time, they, oh, 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 they say, oh, oh, the Republican establishment, who doesn't want to lose a grip on the party to us, you know, conservatives, majority conservatives, they don't want to lose a grip on the parties. They go, oh, you're going you're to lose the independents. Careful, careful. It's a paper tiger. There aren't that many. It's just used as a pretense to get us raging conservatives to calm down and mollify us and make us not so conservative to scare us into backing off because we're going to lose the independence. It's all we heard during the Tea Party Revolution. Guys, listen, people generally vote as ideologues, regardless of the particular personality on the ballot. People walk in, for the most part, you could put Mr. Magoo on one column and uh, Fredo the Cat on the other column. I don't even know who that is. And if one's an R and one's a D, people are voting straight down. That's all they're doing. This is nonsense. This, this, this fake paper tiger, this, this, this uh, vapor or this mirage of the independence. It's not true. Smoke and mirrors. And thirdly, on the independence, whoever they are, wherever they are, however many there are, guys, look at the numbers. I keep saying it from 2020, 2016 and 2020. Trump won them over in both elections, guys. 74 million plus votes in the election. I keep saying it ad nauseum. Record-breaking presidential election in 2020. Whoever they are, wherever they are, however many there are, Trump won them over in both elections, at least enough of them. And those he didn't win over, we won without them. All right. Oh, and one more thing on those independents. People who care about Trump's issues, they're not going, you know what, I'd vote for him, but he says bad words. Give me a break. I don't even like bad words. And I don't use bad words. I'm just voting for Trump. People, I'm saying people who honestly care, true conservatives, not these so-called fake, halfway moderate conservatives that don't like how his hair looks. Okay, people who really care, they don't care about the words he uses and the cut of his hair and that he's a provocateur. They go in and they vote for him because they care. Number two, big argument about why we can't support Trump. The big argument they give you, the objection, the objection. Not just the independents, but yeah, but Serge, Trump's so hated by the Democrats. It will bring the Democrats out in droves to vote against him. He's so offensive. We're going to get a massive wave of no votes that will make him lose. Okay, rebuttal to that. No, actually, the only thing that makes him lose is a massive wave of cheating. That makes him lose. I got a question for you. In 2020, after six years of Trump being in the, in the news cycle, after four years of his presidency, did this massive no vote show in 2020? No. I keep saying he won by record-breaking numbers. They cheated. That's what happened. The massive no vote didn't show in 2020. He killed it. They cheated. A, listen, a no hate a, a no vote, a hate vote against a candidate only carries so much electoral success. Real success, people know, politicians will tell you and all the, you know, the eggheads, real success is a wave of popularity. And that's what Trump had. So much support that the positive popularity outdid any so-called alleged hate vote. It doesn't motivate people to go to the polls. People are motivated because of massive popular a massive populist movement. And what, excuse me, I say this with all due respect, what are you smoking if you think bad words and brashness and allegedly objectifying women, think of the 
uh, Access Hollywood video that came out when Trump did say that inappropriate derogatory comment about women. But what are you smoking if you think bad words and brashness and allegedly objectifying women offends the left and makes them get all mad and upset and they're going to go out with the big no vote because they hate it? Are you serious? You think that offends the left? They Listen, they invented and perfected foul speech and womanizing. Hollywood, the mainstream media, liberals, Democrats, they're responsible for the sexual revolution for Pete's sake. They promote no consequence sex and abortion on demand and, and abuse of women and all kinds of grabbing women and people everywhere, citing that quote from Trump. They promote all that. His speech and behavior doesn't really offend them. It's his policy that does. His positions and his implementation of policy and his anti-establishment rhetoric and his effectiveness, his ability to wrest power from their grasp and blow up their secret club, that offends them. Think about it, guys. Who's more motivated to get out there and vote? Grumpy, I hate him voters? Or, oh my, the country is going down the tubes and this guy is stopping at voters. They're not being motivated by hate. Well, I mean, many of them are. But that's not going to win the day. And the reality is, their hate is not centered on this absurd notion that they're somehow offended because they're moral purists. They hate him, as I said, because he effectively is ripping power out of their hands. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. Those are the two rebuttals to the basic objections. We're going to lose the independence. Please, enough with the independence. It's a scare tactic constantly used to silence us conservatives. And the Democrats are going to come out with their hate vote. They're going to hate any conservative, not because of his style, because they hate conservatives. The candidate could be their grandmother. And if it's a conservative... They'll push her right over the cliff. See you tomorrow.